welcome to the Mommy Mentor Podcast. This parenting bullshit is hard, am I right? From sleepless nights with newborns to sleepless nights with teens, from potty training to sending them off to college, I'm here to get you through it all as your Mommy Mentor. My name is Erin Kennedy Health, and I'm a registered nurse and a mom of three. I have professional experience with moms and babies as a postpartum nurse, which keeps the postpartum and newborn experience fresh in my mind. And I have 17 years of parenting experience as well. For information on this podcast and more, go to mommymentorpodcast.com. Parents, grab a cup of whatever you prefer and settle in for the next episode. Hello, Mommy Mentor audience. This is Morgan Riza. We have, am I saying it correctly? Riza? Um, it's Riza, but you're Riza. all good. Morgan no Riza. <laughs> we want to get it, it correctly. I'm very, uh, I take <laughs> names seriously. So Morgan Riza and Morgan Riza is a homeschool expert. When asked what her superpower was, she said, helping parents homeschool and unschool their children to build lasting relationships create shared memories and customize customize their child's education and that is her mission. She also has 12 years of homeschooling experience and unschooling experience. She has a master's degree in education. She also has teaching uh, some experience in teaching public in public schools and 13 years virtually. She also is a published author. All the things. You are amazing. <laughs> wow, very accomplished. All the things. Yes. So welcome, Morgan. lots of experience in education. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. We do have that in common. I also have a degree in education, although I made it through student teaching and a substitute teaching assignment. And that was about it. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so um, my question is, what brought you to wanting to homeschool or unschool? Where did you where did that journey start for you? So we started and I thought just like most parents that my children would go to public school. I was actually a public school teacher um, and I taught first grade for 10 years. Then we were in this small school and I thought my son would start kindergarten there the next year. And my husband had a perfect job opportunity across Mm. the country. Oh, So we moved from Houston to Idaho Mm -hmm. and I thought my child was going to be in my friend's class down the hall. Right. And suddenly, you know, he's going to be in a stranger's classroom. And while everyone does that, including the kids in my class every year, yes, like I'm a teacher, I maybe will just keep him at home this one year Mm -hmm. and he graduates this December. (laughs) Wow. So it went definitely more than one year. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I thought, oh, we'll just do kindergarten. It was half a day here. And I thought, oh, I can do that. And he was really the one who sent us to more of an unschooling path. When you get Mm. into homeschooling, it's just a different form of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And he was the one who really just needed more freedom. Sure. Yes. And you, did you realize that just the traditional setting was not going to work for your child and that was a motivator for you as well? Yes. Of course, when I thought he was going to be in my friend's class, maybe we wouldn't have to have the ADD, ADHD conversation I see, I see. as early, you know, she knew yes. our family mm-hmm. and 
then when he was going to be in a brand new environment, I was just like, we'll just keep him at home. And then even me putting that public school at home mm -hmm. environment did not work for him. So I see even you trying to do your traditional yes. classroom at home was not working. Yes. Even that. Wow. Okay. So, um, what are insights and like some insights and some benefits of homeschooling that you have found for children's overall development and educational progress? So the biggest benefit is you get to teach your kid right where they are. Awesome. And, you know, it's that one-on-one, -on -one, if they are lacking in reading or math skills, you get to address it right there. Mm -hmm. They're not waiting to go to after-school tutoring or even if they're ahead, you get to keep moving on. True. And really play to their strengths. You can address their weaknesses for sure. But if they have a strength or just an area of interest, mm -hmm. you can spend a whole lot of time in there. So that was the best benefit for both of my kids. Sure. You're able to individualize their education a little bit more. And you don't really have to worry so much about where other children are at. And, yes. And kind of wait for them or, or, you know, feel that you're too far advanced for them. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I mean, it's, it's really what every teacher would love to do. Like there is nothing right. wrong with teachers or anything. I mean, I have tons of friends that are teachers mm -hmm. and they're doing the very best they can. But when oh, yes. you have 30 kids mm -hmm. in a classroom and the state's telling you exactly what you have to do it's really hard to meet that child where they are mm -hmm. for every single one. Yes. So. Yes. And I can, I can kind of relate to that myself having my children are all born in July. So they started school when they were like, they were just over five years old and my girls had no trouble, but my <laughs> son, you know, boys are just a little different and he just, I had to like get his first grade teacher to understand he is, he could be like seven months, six months younger than the, a classmate. And, you know, we have to work with that developmentally as well. You know, it's also, it's, it's education, but also development in um, just in being a person, you know, your developmental skills and what you're capable of in a classroom. Especially at those younger grades. Exactly. Exactly. I mean it's huge in those younger grades. So yes. I mean, <clears throat> that's, that's just one of the major benefits is the individualized instruction for sure. sure. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I mean, makes sense. Um, <laughs> what are some key considerations that parents should keep in mind when deciding to homeschool their child? So you definitely want to, I always tell people to stop and think about why you're doing this mm -hmm. so that you can set goals accordingly. Sure. And you, I mean, there's a million reasons why it can be anything from religious, although often it's not, it can be for one year, it can be, you know, ongoing, you want to graduate your kids from homeschool. Cause that's just going to dictate how you choose mm -hmm. your curriculum, how you choose, how you homeschool. So always start with that why. And even if the kids are young, I encourage parents to talk to them mm -hmm. about how their, you know, perfect day of homeschooling would be. So mm -hmm. you both are on the same page because you get to create it from scratch. Yes, sure. You can kind of tailor it to what your child needs, but also what would be fun for them and what would actually be engaging for them. Yes. That's amazing. And yes. 
have you found um, more people interested in homeschooling or unschooling since the pandemic? Yes. And, and the increase with mental health? Such an increase with mental health and just the school system and now seeing what is being taught, what is happening in each classroom. I think everybody was able to see more of that. Mm hmm Yes. With, with COVID, but, right. you know, and then coming back, they were like, oh, you know, some of that was busy work and I would do enjoy spending time with my kids and I want to do these things. Mm -hmm. And every, and, you know, just like so many people now can work from home True. that there's been a whole restructure of what we can do. Mm -hmm. That is true. We've, it's the pandemic definitely changed <laughs> and taught us that we can adapt uh, to not having to go places. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And I suppose in that regard, uh, you can kind of meet your child where you're at, they're at with their mental health as well. Oh, for sure. That has been a huge thing for a lot of parents with, you know, just bullying and other things going on in schools. They're able Definitely. to pull them out and feel comfortable homeschooling them now. Mm -hmm. There's so many resources and you can do so many things. It doesn't look like what it did you know, back in the 90s, 80s, 90s, when you were sitting at a table. I mean, you can do virtual field trips, you can take online classes, yes. you know. So I think it's really shifted and that the pandemic woke a lot of people up. Right, right. I would I would agree with that definitely. I've um my daughters have um both mental health struggles and I have a couple of coworkers who like just the other day she was like I think I'm gonna have to bring her home from school because of her anxiety she's having a bad day so it's kind of nice to have um to be able to meet your child where they're at and still have them be able to obtain their education and not yes. suffer you know mental health wise yes mm -hmm. and and with that then you're able to address that and that becomes part of their learning exactly exactly it's not something to the side you can yes. really spend a lot of time, you know, addressing that, mm -hmm. growing in that area mm -hmm. and yes. making the accommodations. Yes. A lot of people would say, I mean, I'm, I kind of can hear um, just the opposition of, oh, well, you're taking them out of school and you're, you're kind of um, babying them perhaps, or preventing them from experiencing problems that they're eventually going to experience anyway, when they have to go into the world and into the workplace and et cetera. However, you and I kind of probably are on the same page of you're meeting your child where they're at. You're going to give them those developmental skills and you're going to work with them on that issue. It, just because they're at home doesn't mean that you're not going to work with them on that issue and prepare them for life. Right. And you're, you're right there to walk beside them and yes. help them navigate that. So mm -hmm. then they're super prepared when they encounter it mm -hmm. as they grow older. Mm -hmm. Whereas and they're at school. And there are adults there and they do have trusted adults often there and you can have your, you know, your plans and your, um, you know, your IEPs or your other plans that are, yes, legally binding and et cetera, but you're, you're your child's number one advocate and you're not there. Um, so I can kind of understand where being able to walk beside them the entire journey throughout their day and see what truly sends them into a panic or what is truly triggering for them. And being able to address those things, you know your child best, and you also are, are the person that's obtaining that medical care too. Yes, yes. So then you're able to address it right at the time. You can make the appointments, you mm -hmm. know, during the day and just really help with that mental health. I worked with a family and I mean, they did that. And I said, 
you know what? You can just take a step back. Like they are learning so much in these coping skills Mm -hmm. with this. They were doing like a really intense program to address her needs, but it was worth it. I was like, for her to get here, then you can Mm -hmm. go back and then she'll excel because she won't be so distracted. Right. She has the tools to be able to get her education properly you know, without being distracted by X, Y, Z or having, you know, whatever struggles. That's yes. I love that. I can kind of like, I, you know, I don't know how old you are, but I'm a 41 almost. And being a child of the eighties and nineties where it's like, well, you get up and you keep going and yep. mm -hmm, You skinned your knee. That's nice. (laughs) You know, or oh, somebody made fun of you. That's too bad. You know? Um, And like my parents would listen to me, but it was just like, okay, they're rubber, your glue, that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) But now we're like listening to our children more and we're um, acknowledging their emotions. And, and I think that that's just only going to improve our world. For sure. And they'll be ready and they'll know who they are. They won't Mm -hmm. have this misrepresentation of themselves because you're able to give them the confidence. Yes. Be who they are instead of trying to pretend. (laughs) The outside people shaking their confidence either. Yes. 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 Cause well, we've all been to high school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, my next question is how can parents effectively create a structured and engaging learning environment at home, um, for, or while they're homeschooling their children, you know, you do need some structure, but how are we going to do that in the home? So I really think this depends on your family. Sure. Lots of parents like to latch on to checklists. <laughs> okay. And I am forever telling them, okay, you can't, like, that's not going to create the perfect homeschooled child mm-hmm. because every child is different. And if you pulled your kids out or you kept them at home, there's mm-hmm. a reason. Right. And you need to look at what's going to work for your family. So for example, I have an early bird. He is all with always up early, mm-hmm. talking, 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 lots of words in the morning. Now my daughter is a night out. She will stay up super late, reading her book, doing her things. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, they're they're two years apart. So I need to homeschool you together. I'm not going to spend the morning with this one and the afternoon with this one. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is what's going to work for us. You know, I will spend some time with him in the morning. We can get some stuff that only he's doing and then come together, meet with her and then give her assignments. Cause I am also not a night owl. So oh, okay. I do not need her coming to wake me up and tell me I have this problem with math. I'm like, just circle it. We'll handle it in the morning mm-hmm. um, or, you know, lunchtime the next day. Mm-hmm. So you just got to set up the structure that's going to work for you. The school system makes you feel like you have to spend a certain number of hours on every little subject, but really making the connections between those subjects is where that love of learning can happen mm-hmm. and really engage the students. So I tend to say less structure would be better unless okay. your kid just needs it. You know, they're the kid that has their own agenda. They're like, okay, today we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you feel like your kid is moving forward, less structure is where it's at awesome because as the mom it will stress you out true with with the structure and you don't need to be stressed okay yeah right you're trying to take away stress you're trying to de-stress the situation yes 
Well, and I suppose because, you know, like we've been, we've been, it's been drilled under us. School days are six hours and, you know, you, you spend an hour on each subject and et cetera. And it's, and they're so fragmented, the subjects, they're not interrelated when in, in reality they are. Yes. In reality, I mean, you could study an area of history that you really want to deep dive into and you're Mm -hmm. reading, you're writing your history. I mean, you can bring in science Mm -hmm. with different areas. I mean, your math, you do have to kind of pull in, but you are doing one-on-one learning. It's so much faster. It's like that tutoring model that just moves kids faster. You don't have to spend an hour in the math workbook. Sure. Yes. It's, and then you brought up a good point of your daughter. You, you are the teacher, you're home. So your daughter, <laughs> mom, it's middle of the night. I have a question. So you have to set up those boundaries, I suppose, too. Yes. You know, this is when I'm the teacher and this is when I'm mom. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, it's kind of hard. And that was really a, a dip, and that's a difficult point of contention for a lot of parents when they Mm -hmm. first they want to like put on the teacher hat and do those things and you do like there had to be some boundaries because I don't want you waking me up at midnight (laughs) to talk about math yeah um but you know you work that out with your kids and they'll really that relationship that you build working those things out is priceless yes yes I suppose that you get um you get paid in those experiences almost and you you being the mom and the teacher, they're both enriching roles. So why not mesh them when they mesh? When it works for your family, for yes. sure. Yes. But some people need the structure of this is mom yes. and this is teacher. It's just whatever works for your family. Yes. Yeah. That is, I'm just like, I think about all these aspects of, because, you know, I never even thought I would, I never considered homeschooling my own children. I just thought, I have my own classroom experience and I was like, whoa, with that. And so explanation of why I didn't continue my teaching career. (laughs) Um, You're like, that was enough. (laughs) That was, I just was, you know, you do your student teaching and I had my first substitute teaching assignment was um, high school kids, high school health. And I was like 22. So, you know, it's, it was just like, not the best because I'm like four years older than them. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it was like a lot of stress. And then it turned out that I was driven into nursing when my daughters were born early. So, but we had never, I never even considered, even with my own experience in education, uh, homeschooling my children, mainly because I was just like, we need that structure. I don't think I'm capable of giving that structure. I don't think I'm capable of wearing the mom hat and the teacher hat. So, you know, it does, it has to work for your family. You you have to be able to do those things. And I know for myself, I would, I am organized and like the trying to put it to each child's level would have been very hard for me. But so uh, kudos to you because it's amazing that like you're doing a superpower, you're teaching to different levels of children, really developmentally and educationally. And that is hard to do at the same time, I imagine. Yes, it can be definitely challenging. What but, would you, what do you think the biggest challenges are other than you said your timing schedule? Oh yeah, the timing, but the biggest challenge is definitely making time in your day, your week, your month to address their like interest. Mm-hmm. So I'm big on definitely spending time in areas they're interested in, but when you're the only driver and you're having to balance that, it can be hard. You know, like if you have a 
child in sports and then another child in dance. I mean, just think about that, but like expanded because during the day they're going to go want to go to the park and then this mm -hmm. one's going to want to go to the library or do the thing. So it's really a give and take. And then the more you have, the more differing opinions you have sure. yes. on yes. what they would like to do with their free time. Mm -hmm. So it's, and it really, it's a difficulty for a mom, but it's a benefit because the kids learn to compromise. True. And they learn, you know, that that's kind of a shared time. And how can I make the most of, you know, practice? So if I had to take my son to practice, my daughter would always come and slowly then the other little sisters came. And so then she had a play group every practice. So it oh, worked. There we out. go. But like sometimes it doesn't. And then you're like, okay, we can drop him off and then we can run do this. Mm -hmm. So it's just finding that balance for every season because it's over and over. <laughs> right. It changes. I know. Just like kids constantly changes, that yeah. changes. And what compromises you need to find change. Yes. I can only imagine. <laughs> what resources and tools do you recommend for parents to start off their homeschooling journey? So when you're just starting off, like I said, just kind of evaluate and think about your why before you jump in to buying the curriculum or because it can be expensive. And it, mm -hmm. and then as a parent, because you are on a budget, you feel tied to that. Then you're going to force your kid to finish it, even though maybe now it's you realize it's not a good fit. I mean, okay. it sounds ridiculous, but mm -hmm. so many moms get trapped in this. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I, you just said purchase a curriculum and I was like, you have to purchase a curriculum. Can you talk a little bit more about like how that, like what, if you, what is your why and you find your why and you decide, okay, I am committed to this. How do you find those? Like, what do you do next? And what do you do next? So you can, like, you can meet with a homeschool coach and they'll walk you through this, but basically yourself. Yes. So I can do this, <laughs> but you, you're going to go and you're going to figure out, you know, what is your approach going to be? Mm -hmm. um, and there's all these different homeschooling philosophies and they all have different curriculums that you can purchase accordingly. <laughs> I see. I see. So it, it gets into that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And the problem is a lot of times like mom may latch onto one and this seems very the perfect ideal, mm -hmm. but then it's doesn't fit well for their kids. So okay. you have to look at both people and, or all the people mm -hmm. and decide what's going to fit best for them. Mm -hmm. And then I suggest checking with your library because a lot of times mm -hmm. they will have pieces to this curriculum, if not the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yes. Very nice then pro tip. Try it before you buy it for free. Okay. If you don't have it, then you can get on groups, Facebook groups, eBay. You can find the curriculum used because somebody bought it, didn't work for them, and they had to sell it. So there you go. That's so true. A lot of moms don't realize, oh, I could do that. And even if they say, oh, yeah, but the workbook's written in the first few pages, mm -hmm. it's and but it's a large discount. Go ahead and get it, erase it, you know, redo those pages, whatever mm -hmm. needs to happen. I mean, sure. are they even necessary? Then you can see is this going to work for me? So I'm always trying to help people, parents save a little bit of money and mm -hmm. make sure they're making the right decision because otherwise you feel very trapped and tied to it. Right. Yes. Because you're committed and you have this, I mean, we're not all made of money and we have limited funds and then you're like, well, I've spent all this money. We got to do it. We're doing it. <laughs> so yeah. So, 
like looking around first to see like what curriculum you can find that fits for you and your and your child I suppose you should would you recommend including your child in like looking at the curriculum or is that kind of like harder to do and you kind of just have to assume what your child would like if it's an online curriculum a lot of times they will give you um a sample Mm. or like two weeks to try it or something like that so that's great if you can do that with your kids Mm. I would do that if they're middle school and up, I sit, I sit down my, when my kids were this, I tell mm-hmm. parents, sit down, um, you know, show them the images on the computer. If you can go look at it in person, show that, like, look at it in person, because mm-hmm. it's amazing what kids latch onto and what they're looking for. I you see. know, if they want colored workbook or if they, you know, a certain text is wrong. Right. And it's, it's crazy because if they've been homeschooled this whole time, they mm-hmm. kind of know they can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. And they're not like we were sitting in school. This is your math workbook. This is the one. Okay. This There's, is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no negotiation, mm-hmm. but it's nice because they know how they learn and they're like, this one will work best for me. Mm-hmm. You get it and you move forward. Yeah. I suppose when they're older, it is easier to include yeah. them in making those choices. I love those three samples. That's yeah. Very smart to get the promo packages or free trials or whatever you can yes. do. And what do you, do those curriculums, you know, we are all concerned about meeting the graduation requirements and the state's requirements and et cetera. Do those um, curriculums meet state requirements and, you know, state to state things are different and how does that all work? So that's the thing. There is a great website. It's the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And you can just Google that. And each state has their own requirements Mm -hmm. for homeschooling, period. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you can go look there. Some states require testing. Some states require you have someone meet with you and go over your plan and then meet with you at the end of the year and look at what was accomplished. Mm -hmm. And some states, um, you just tell them you homeschool if you pull your kids out, but if you never send your kids, you don't have to talk about it. So it's a very big range. So for Idaho, it is, we have to teach basic, basic language is we have to teach similar subjects that are taught in school. Mm -hmm. So they want you to address similar subjects. I see. Yeah. And And then each state has its own graduation. Okay. For, for, for children. Okay. For homeschool um, children, they have their own graduation requirements that are separate. I imagine from like your public school and your private school requirements. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. So it's a little different. And I mean, that website gives you all the information Mm -hmm. and it's really best to look there because if it changes, they update it. I see that. Yeah. I suppose you (laughs) do have to do that because things change. And then you're then the homeschool students don't need to do like things like state testing and things like that and you're not teaching to the test which is like what so many teachers hate about being a professional teacher right now yes so that I mean that was one of the big indicators when we started homeschooling yes I was like okay maybe just this year Mm -hmm. but then I realized in our state my kids did not have to take state testing Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is what we're doing because the teacher in Mm -hmm. Texas or there's high stakes testing. I hated that for the kids. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> where it's like, we have to get this much percentage of kids passing at this percent so that we get this funding. And it's like, what are we talking about here? 
<laughs> yes. And it's so, it it's just mind boggling that we put so much pressure on. I do understand that there mm-hmm. is some accountability, sure. but the amount of pressure put on that test yes. for the teacher, for the mm-hmm. student, for the district, it's just crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, it's one day. So it's, a, it's just like a brief snippet of what a child actually knows. And if they have test anxiety or anything like that like we always told our kids just do your best and it's okay just do your best it's just try your best and however you do that's how you do we know what your grades are we're not worried about it you know and it would one of one of their teachers once oh my gosh she was so nervous I could just see it and I tried to come over and talk to her and it was just like no calming her down and she just kept clicking away and I was like oh yeah (laughs) so and but parents can't take into account that day they can't take into account that that score doesn't exactly matter and definitely doesn't mean your child is smart or not smart and it's just so unfortunate that teachers are pressured to the point where they have to focus so much on that material rather than real life experience and also teaching things that they will use in life rather than focusing so much on things that they will just do on a test Yes. And those are two of the things that are huge when you homeschool experiential learning, Mm -hmm. because they can do all the things like as a teacher, you try to bring into your classroom, the cooking element or Mm -hmm. the measuring element, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they just have it right there. It's just part of your day Mm -hmm. when you're homeschooling. And as far as that goes and the real life experience, you know, they are living in the world, you're going out, you're doing the things, going to the grocery store, going to the library. Mm-hmm. And they're experiencing those things, interacting with adults. And they're ready for that as they get older. Yes. And they're learning things like planning for a grocery list, planning for budgeting and what, well, there's math in there. And then yes. when you get them home and there's cooking that food, there's math there, you know, and it's also real life experience because they're going to need to know how to cook and grocery shop and budget. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And those are actually things that our schools don't teach. <laughs> right. Like, and, and a lot of times parents would tell me, you know, when I was talking to parents where their kids are in public school and my kids are in homeschool, they're, oh, well, we do this thing where they pretend and they do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, we do something similar, except I'm like, okay, this is our budget. Let's see if we can stay on it, you know, while right. we're at the grocery store. Right. We're actually doing it real life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, what would your biggest piece of advice for parents who at any stage of their child's age or, or education are thinking about doing? What is their why? You've said that many times, but what should, what is the, your biggest thing that you would say to a person who's considering homeschooling their child, whether it's a, a, a child who's not done school before or a child who wants to do a different format of school? I would say try it. <laughs> try it. Yeah. Try it. Do it. I mean, you can always put them in school. True. You, that, yeah, the school system's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you have so many resources available right now with the internet, with online classes, with in-person classes that are, mm-hmm. the, where people are making pods and doing homeschool that way. You have so many options that if you don't try it, will you regret it in a year or two from now? So it's kind of like anything in life. Yes. So I would just say if it's in the back of your mind, maybe we should do this. Or if your child's asking to do this Mm -hmm. and it's available for your family, then try it, you know, give yourself that year and see how it works. 
definitely just jump in and try it. If it works for your family and it works for your child, try it out, see how it works. You can always go back into the traditional schooling. Yes. But, and if your kids say, Hey, I want to go to school, ask them why, because my child wanted to go to school because she wanted a lunch kit. (laughs) And I was like, we can get a lunch kit and you can pack it every day. You can do exactly what the kids at school do. Like she was young and I get it, but I was like, oh, we can get one of those. Yeah. I imagine a lot of kids say they want like, oh, I want to see my friends or I want to see other kids. What would you say about like socialization with homeschooling? With so many kids homeschooling now, all you have to do is look and find park days, find field trips that people are organizing that you can get together. And Mm -hmm. then you will find your group at Mm -hmm. those things. Right. You can go on field trips together and do your park days together and do your, like your, I suppose you're doing physical activity, like, you know, like physical education activities. You can do those things together. Yes. So there's tons of like PE co-ops where people get together and they'll do different sports or co-ops where they teach different classes. Like if this mom is great at math and she's teaching math and someone else is doing history and they break it up differently Mm -hmm. and it's one day a week. So then they're getting together. Nice. And they're getting that classroom experience mm-hmm. right. without pressure. Right. It's, that brings up an interesting point is what would you say about, you know, well, this child is is has been homeschooled their whole life. What are they going to do when they get into a college setting and it's a classroom traditional setting? You know, do we have, do children struggle in that regard? You know, I, I can, I can hear the peanut gallery. <laughs> I think in the past, like we were saying in the eighties and nineties, when it looked like homeschooling at your kitchen table, mm-hmm. maybe they did, mm-hmm. but now these kids are so savvy and they have taken, they have just lived in the world mm-hmm. and they have taken their classes online and had real life experiences doing the things that mm-hmm. they're ready for the college class. True. especially the social aspect but academically they're ready because they had all the things sure because you had your student out in the world interacting with adults at the grocery store at the wherever doing things that they were doing for um, their homeschool experiences so they're already used to interacting with adults and outside world not only yes. that now um, I'm gonna we have online school like most of college are asynchronous classes or just <laughs> held online and so I guess you know, yeah. we're, we're the age that we're thinking you're going to need to go to a lecture hall and a lab, but you're maybe not going to have to do that anymore. No. You know? And it, it's amazing when I talk to a lot of, so, um, my son should, will graduate this December. And when I talk to friends who have kids that have graduated, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just totally ready for the college classes for amazing. the work that they're going into for the apprenticeships that they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, ready to knock it out of the park because everybody was met where they were at. They weren't just given the one homeschool curriculum that was available. They were met where they were at and moved forward. True story. Yes. My daughters are both doing uh, PSEO this year. They're seniors. So they have like one or two classes at the high school and then they're doing the rest of it is PSEO. And they're like, woohoo, it's online. And I'm like, oh, you hated this when it was the pandemic, but now you're all for it. <laughs> That's so true. That's funny. But, but they're probably way more tech savvy now. I know. 
I know. I mean, I, I had to learn how to do a Zoom meeting. I had never started a Zoom meeting prior to this whole podcast experience. So yeah. they're sitting here doing everything and teaching me things. And I'm like, oh man, the tables have turned. I used to be teaching my mom things. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it, I mean, it's fantastic. And I just love that there's so many options for us in the US. Like every state can homeschool, every state can unschool everybody has access to public school. So you have all these choices for yes. you. You have more choices now. And, and given our experience of the pandemic and having to adapt that way, we have more options than we had before. Yes. That is yes. amazing. Yes. So do you have a website, Morgan? I do. It's called guidance, the number two homeschooling. So guidance to homeschooling.com. Perfect. Uh, mommy mentor audience you know where to find your homeschool coach it's morgan she's here and given the amazing technology we can do that from anywhere in the country she can help you from anywhere in the country um so morgan it's been such a pleasure talking with you i really appreciate your time and your expertise and sharing this information with the mommy mentor audience because even if i don't want to homeschool i know someone does <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're welcome. You have a lovely evening. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, Mommy Mentor audience, I hope you enjoyed that interview. That was Morgan Riza once again, and she is an expert in homeschooling and unschooling your children. Her website is guidance2homeschooling.com. Please go and find her if you need help homeschooling your child, or she is a wonderful resource. Please go to her website for more information on homeschooling and unschooling your child. And she is also a homeschooling and unschooling coach as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the Mommy Mentor Podcast. It was a very interesting episode. I learned so much. I hope you did too. And if you need more information on this podcast episode, you can find more information on it on my website, mommymentorpodcast.com. And like I said, you can also take a look at Morgan's website, guidance2homeschooling.com. Thank you so much, mommies, for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening, or middle of the night, whatever time you're listening. <laughs> <laughs>